Hello and welcome to another installment of Paranormal Hotline. Sit down, relax and ignore the scratching from outside the door. Maybe you're listening on a drive somewhere. Maybe you see lights in the sky nearby. If that's the case, maybe keep driving on and continue listening to this podcast. Paranormal Hotline is a weekly podcast where we talk about terrestrials, extra or not, cryptids, hauntings, the strange, unusual and other such things. The paranormal. It's online and the temperature is rising. A hotline, if you will. Paranormal Hotline. My name is Oshin and I'm joined by my co-host, Kaylee. Hello. Hello, Kaylee. How are you? I'm pretty good. You sound like you have some extra energy this week. Ah, uh, we'll see how quickly it lasts. You've had a cup of coffee quickly today. Quickly it lasts? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I had one cup of coffee hey. uh, and I have a kind of cold cup of tea in front of me, but it's doing the That's trick. That's caffeine. That's caffeine. Has anything spooky happened to you of late? No, I don't think so. I'm going to say it's not actually a thing, but I thought I saw someone walk past me in the office the other day, like a dark figure, but I'm pretty sure it was nothing. What do you mean? No, you can't just uh, say it was nothing. It has to be something. Oh, you know the way, like... Well, I was there, right. and then I turned my head, and I, then I noticed that like my coworker was looking at me do it, and I was like, ooh, saw a ghost, uh, is what I said, uh, and laughed it off. But it was like, you know, just when sometimes your head is like, oh, there's a movement. Yeah. That was it. It was like, I just detected movement behind me, you, but there was and nothing. And there was nothing there. So you saw a ghost? No. Maybe. No, I said, I said, oh, saw a ghost. I didn't actually think I saw a ghost. Like, the, it's an industrial So state. what do you there's, think it was? Like, no history. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> You can't explain Probably it. Probably the lights no. changing or something. The light. No, I can't. No, I think it's just maybe the lights changing and just my eyes picking it up as movement. It was like very much corner of my. You will literally say anything other than it was a ghost. Like that shadow figure could have walked up and slapped you in the face, <laughs> and you would have been like, "Oh, the lights flickered. Must have been a thunder in the air or something." Maybe. Well, speaking of that, I thought I saw like a, a very small ball lightning on Sunday night. Are you serious? What the? <laughs> Why didn't you open with that? <laughs> well, I know for a fact it wasn't because we were sitting around a table and I, everyone just watched me like go blank as I tried to comprehend. Like I just saw like this weird like golden flash and that it's the golden flash that gets me. I saw a strange light at the table, but... At the when table? I said, hey, did anyone else... I was, I was sitting at a table, yeah, we were playing... Uh, we are playing board games and it was getting late. It was probably about 12-ish almost. I said, did anyone else see that kind of flash of light? And the lad sitting across from me who had a tin of Pringles said, was it a reflection off the bottom of this tin of Pringles? And I said, maybe. And he said, yeah, that was probably it. So, All right, so- And everyone was like, it's okay, Oshin. <laughs> like, they're not coming for you. Oh my God, man. <laughs> I think it was far too shiny. So you think it was ball lightning? Not ball lightning, because like that would have been horrific. Yeah, that would have been insane. At the especially at was, a kitchen table. Like, no, but what I mean is there was like a light in front of me, is what it what it seemed like. It didn't seem like a reflection, although it could have been a reflection. Hmm. I'm trying not to be too sensationalist. Right, right. I don't know. Um, I think something's following you. Could be the curse coming Maybe. to get you. It, it could be. It could be. Um, you in fairness, now. Uh, that was me. Gaijin Jagoyama, like. I could have been primed for it because we were watching The Conjuring. It was some refreshing horror. Yeah. Also, just quickly while we're on the subject, in in those films, they make Ed Warren out to be an absolute powerhouse. Yes. <laughs> it's like, there's nothing he can't do. He's ready. I'm, I'm actually pretty sure he might be an angel. <laughs> um, in the first one, like, not only is he like, boom, bam, like, casting out demons, but at one point, your man is there like, oh yeah, car's broke. 
needs a new carburetor then like three scenes later we see like Ed sleeves rolled up just like hands with the grease and the wrench and he's there like just fixing (laughs) this man's car yep (laughs) he's like a hero in the second one he actually is like a saint like to that family (laughs) it is it's bizarre I was there like was this like did did like the, the the Warren estate like fund these movies just to make him out to be like the ultimate man <laughs> maybe because Lorraine was still alive when those movies came out but Ed had yeah. passed away so <laughs> maybe it was like a tribute to him they really it did make him seem really cool but to be fair he was kind of cool in real life too because he was the he only was, he was. person outside of the Catholic Church who was uh, a permitted exorcist which is pretty damn cool <laughs> In the second one, they're there like, oh, we have no music. And he just whips out a guitar and he's there like, hey, here's a not shit Elvis impression. <laughs> and then is there like... Are you falling for Ed Warren? It sounds like you have like a man crush on him. <laughs> maybe. You know, it's either, you know, that or, or you know, I asp- that's what I aspire to be. Yeah. Like that is that is the apex predator. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, not predator, don't say predator. Um, it's like the apex. Yeah, yeah. But he's there, he just starts fixing a sink. Yep. He is unstoppable. He can do anything. Powerhouse. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's an aside. Um that that's that's a pretty quick quick into the tangent this year. Uh this week. It's the caffeine. You're just on a roll, man. Um, You're just hyperactive. Yeah. It's it's the heat. It's the heat and the caffeine. I am sweating. This episode, we're looking at a classic abduction story all the way from Australia. It's called the Kelly Cahill case. I've heard things online, it was Kelly Cahill, and it's like, no, that's not real. Uh that's, <laughs> that's not definitely right. Americans. Yeah, uh, it's also from what I can find a pseudonym. Oh, because uh, she's kind of private oh. about things. Uh, she she did for a while tour, but uh, and I mean she wrote a book. She wrote Encounter. For the most part, uh, I could find that it was it's actually a pseudonym. But uh, this case does have an X Files shout out, Woo! which I only read about because I'm making slow and steady progress through the old episodes of X Files. Uh, the case is set in 1993. In real life, uh, and that's also in real life when the X Files started airing. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I think that's coincidence, but uh, that's not what I'm getting at. In the newer, the not reboot episodes, new series, the limited series that they do, kind of the modern ones, the new X Files episodes. I think the first one, this case gets like name dropped by friend of the podcast, Ancient Mulder, when he's like quizzing some radio presenter to see if, like, you know, how much he knows about aliens. <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah. And he can rattle off the key points. I also just have written here in my notes, Gillian Anderson. <laughs> yes. Woo. Woo. Uh, that's we, it. We'll take a moment <laughs> to appreciate her. That's the podcast. That's it. Anyway, I think that's all of the distractions out of the way. <laughs> Are you sure about that? No. Am I ever? Let's have a look at the account of the case of Kelly Cahill. Let me just take off my jumper. I was getting serious. You said Gillian Anderson. You're like, oh, but let me take off my jumper. <laughs> You're still thinking about Ed Warren, though, deep down. Pardon? <laughs> You didn't hear any of that? No, I was taking off my jumper. Anyway, with all distractions out of the way, on the 8th of August, 1993, Kelly Cahill and her husband were driving home from a friend's house through the Dandenong Ranges. It's about 35 kilometres east of Melbourne. Around midnight, they witnessed something about twice the height of the treetops, which she described as looking first like a blimp, but once closer, looking like a circle of orange lights. She noticed and described tall, dark figures in front of the lights casting silhouettes on the lights as if they were windows. So light from behind them, uh, these dark figures. Kelly said to her husband, look at the people in the windows. It then shot off to their left with speed, disappearing in a couple of seconds. A little further down the road, about two kilometres, they encountered what Cahill 
described as a wall or a screen of light that was so bright that she had to shield her eyes with her hand to try to see out the windscreen. They drove on in the blinding light in a panic. They were then calm and relaxed, almost like a hard cut. Their car was down the road by a few hundred metres without them noticing. She said to her husband, what happened? Did I black out? He had no answer. They drove home. (laughs) When they arrived home, Kelly was feeling weird. She could smell a smell like vomit and had a strange feeling as if something was missing from the drive home. Something was missing. Missing time. Ho ho! So far, this sounds an awful lot like the Barney and Betty Hill case, but... Yes. The seeing the people in the windows, or the, the beings in the windows, oh, that that's creepy. That's a spooky image. Oh, just you wait. Oh god, okay. <laughs> that's, so, that's not the end of the encounter, I assume, then. No. No. <laughs> they were home about an hour later than they should have been with no explanation that night or in like the following days she discovered a mark almost like a burn in the shape of an equilateral triangle by her belly button she claimed to have uh, like visits at night from tall black hooded figures with lightly glowing red eyes (laughs) as if like waking up from a dream according to some reports she also unexpectedly began menstruating and was treated in hospital for a womb infection oh no if you're enjoying the podcast, think about helping us out by checking out our Patreon. Oh, no. We're an independent podcast, so we don't get funding from anywhere else. So the small amount from each patron really does help keep up with the cost of running this podcast, manage our equipment, and keep the lights on. It all adds up and helps. So if you support us that way, thank you. And if you aren't in a position to do that, but you enjoy listening, thank you also. So um, here's a pic of Kelly's navel. Okay, okay, thank God. Thank God you said navel. Ooh, ooh, that looks... Ugh, what is that? Mm. I can't see the triangle, but it looks like a horrible mark under just underneath the belly button. The triangle seems to go from just about the tip of the the calipers, the top end of it, and then it's like if you look at like the nine and just past the eleven, there's like a faint triangle. Oh yeah, I can see it. All right. Kind of around the freckle. Now I think that could be it. That or it's the freckle. It's in red and it's going sideways. Oh yeah, yeah. It could mm. be that one actually. That one makes more sense, especially when I show you another picture later on. Oh, um, well, that would freak me out if I blacked out and then woke up with marks on me. That would totally freak me out. So she said it was red at first, and then it's kind of sort of healed into like the outline of a scar. Some accounts of ha- have it like her fa- she bleh, of she found it, and then others like have like the doctors found it when they were like doing their checks on her. Over time. Kelly pieced together the memories of the events that took place during her missing time. And basically, they are as follows. They went around a corner where they witnessed a huge craft sitting or hovering in a field just off the road. She describes the craft as being the size of a two to three story building and the length of an Olympic swimming pool. Oh my God. Which is 50 meters long. So Australians use Olympic swimming pools as a unit of measurement, it seems. Good to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that by comparison it's to like football fields. Football field, it's a, yeah. It's like a solid 50 metres. That, that, you know, that makes sense. Uh, so they pull over and they park the car and they weren't the only people doing that. Oh. There's reported two other cars parked up and that's what makes this case kind of rare and really interesting. Hmm. There's multiple independent witnesses. Kelly and her husband get out of the car and then they start walking towards the craft. And she describes it that they weren't afraid, it was, but it, was like, it seems like they were being drawn to it. Uh, she describes seeing a creature in front of the craft, uh, and she describes the craft in one interview as, there was orange lights and this blue stuff underneath. It was like science fiction coming to life. The creature she described was tall, colourless or black, with red eyes. First there was one, and then many. Maybe it's best to let her recollect it. Ooh. I guess side by side, my husband and I, for about... 
30 to 45 seconds. Then this tall dark being just appeared in front of the craft and, and he was followed by about another seven or eight that appeared straight behind him. I felt this energy go through me. It's like nothing I've ever experienced before in my life. It was like some sort of low-level frequency that came in waves, but it was so dense that I could actually physically feel it going through my body. And that feeling absolutely terrified me. It was like, uh, I can't even explain the horror that I felt just feeling this. And um, I uh, began screaming. The minute I did, the eyes on these things lit up and they came charging across the field. Halfway across, they split up into two groups. Some headed off down there and the rest came directly towards us. I felt this blow to my stomach and the next thing you know, I'm back here somewhere on the grass. It literally lifted me off of my feet. And I thought I was gonna die. I thought if I don't get up now, I'm never gonna, I'm gonna pass out and I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna come back to consciousness, you know? So I pulled myself up into a sitting position and when I sat up, I couldn't see anything. And uh, it was like there was just black in front of my eyes. That is terrifying. Oh, my God. The way they just charged at her. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Don't like that. I've never heard of these aliens before. The, like, kind of just black shapes with red eyes. Oh, my God. They're terrifying. They're, the, they're like the They're kind of like the shadow grays. people. <laughs> they're like the shadow people a little bit. They are a little bit. Yeah, actually. Oh, that freaks me out even more. Mm. Invasion of the shadow people. Because like that, that's one of the analysis about you know her having these dreams with these cloaked fellas coming to her. It's like, oh, it's just, you know, that's a common common dream. Yeah, common... Uh, common weird dream. Yeah. yeah. Like a sleep paralysis type thing, or just a shared dream type situation. Yeah. Whichever is your approach on that. Man, I, um, I love that accent, though. The Australian accent's so nice. <laughs> so, yeah, so actually about, you know, the dreams that we were talking about, like, sometimes in hoods, but these black aliens stooping over her. She's helpless. She's nude. And like in one one case, it was like kissing her belly button. Oh, uh, those those might just be weird dreams. Yeah. Um, she started having these migraines, uh, kind of early on as well, and she got a CAT scan, but she had no brain damage, and uh, she wasn't mentally ill or anything. She, at the time, she was considered a reliable, honest person by those who knew her. She she presents very well, you know. Like it's hard to she does, know, but she presents like a very factual person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other car, the people in it, came forward. And they told almost an exact story. Really? Oh, that is so cool. So that would feature an abduction, mind control, and then also similarly like the embarrassing procedures like she had. Yeah. One of the kind of differences is that they were hearing a humming from the craft and they blacked out earlier uh, when that's, I mean, at least when Kelly's explaining it, that's what she says. And that's kind of why they don't describe it as them having red eyes. But she says like that her, the eyes faded into red. So, like, maybe they were unconscious by that point. Oh, right, okay. Uh, it's kind of what she's saying. Now, whether or not that's kind of, like, after she heard their stories, she was figuring out her story, but... They did drawings. She has drawings. Oh. Of the craft and of the creatures, which were done independent of each other, which is, is kind of interesting when you see them. Uh, I'm sending you on a link. So this is the other car people and her drawings compared? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so a little bit. This is from a TV interview. So, yeah. Um, wow! Residents in the area. That is saying terrifying. That this- Those are that is like the most terrifying <laughs> drawing of a of an of a UFO, like the object. 
in the sky and the most terrifying drawing of the extraterrestrials or whatever you want to call them. This is scary. Oh my God. Yeah, this this is a great case. <laughs> it's so spooky. We need to go back to the funny little penguin aliens. They were like fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is really scary. This is like nightmare fuel. Kind of after these reports went in, the, uh, <clears throat> sorry, there was a research group and they started kind of investigating the area in a big way. That's kind of how a lot of these cases came together. They examined the ground using aerial infrared photography and they were taking magnetic readings as well. And what they did find was a 20 meter triangle in the field and it was kind of formed, it was shown up, uh, formed by a carcinogen known as pyrene. Pyrene naturally occurs in small amounts at coal mines. There was, there's none nearby the field. Oh, what? That is wild. And it was just showing in this triangle formation. Uh, actually, I'll send you on both all, on those drawings now. Um, That's really cool. Like, the drawings are identical. She drew the exact same ship as the other people. Uh, we see the other ones have, like, this tripod underneath it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They found, essentially, three points on the in the field that would match where the, where the tripod would be. Oh, my God. This is the first episode in a while where I'm like, I'm not going to sleep tonight now because of this. <laughs> this is terrifying. From ABC News, which is Australian BBC. Uh, and um, Kelly, she uh, contacted uh, a researcher called Bill Chalker of the UFO Investigation Centre. Uh, he was one of the first people that she contacted that, uh, after the night. He then kind of alerted a group of paranormal investigators called the Phenomenon Research Australia, a PRA, and that was being led by a fellow called John uh, O'Chettle. Essentially, O'Chettle said that the stories from the second car were identical to Kelly's, but they also kind of went further. They had a lot more information about experiences inside the craft or when they were abducted, let's say. Oh, right. Uh, They were saying that they were strapped to a table and they were being examined. They also there was also reports of marks on their ankles, like the like they'd been uh, strapped. Oh right, damn. They also had like similar types of marks, like the one on her belly button. Like this one has like three dots, or that kind of are a triangle. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm always like you know I'm always worried like triangles just show triangles are really easy shapes to make. Yeah, yeah. And it could just be like hey new freckles. Um, <laughs> there was a talk of a third car driven by a local lawyer. The PRA discovered. And his story lined up, supposedly. Oh, really? A third car? Wow. Yeah, a third car. Um, so then the researchers, they began prepping an exhaustive... This is in the, uh, the, the ABC article. says that the researchers began prepping an exhaustive 300-page report that promises to reveal the truth. Or promise to reveal the truth. Um, so Kelly uh, Cahill, by 1996, she was like a big name on the UFO circuit. She was doing talks and conferences. She had access to reveal little bits from the PRA's report that was coming up. Uh, so that's kind of... She has a lot of that information. She published a book. Uh, it sold out and was reprinted. And it's out of print at the moment. And it's like... From what I've seen, it's like 150 to like 350 for a copy. Oh my God. So then in 1998, she kind of disappeared from the scene. In 2020, John O'Chetty told the ABC it was possible that the PRA's report might still come out, but not soon. The case is so good, Mr. O'Chettle said. Our report is worthy of release, but we won't release it now because once we release the report, then we become the focus of the case. Seems that everyone is kind of like, 
wanting to get away from it. Yeah. Because he was also saying that like it was 300 pages, but it's like it's whittled down to like 100 pages or so now. That's kind of unusable because the witnesses ask for their information to be taken out and like they're saying, no, you can't like publish their medical and psychological reports. Oh, right, right. That they had kind of backing up their stories. Yeah. Um, he is he has kind of like a bad blood with uh, Kelly Cal, it seems from that article. And it's like, yeah, because he was saying in, like when they went to the media in 1994, it like muddied the case. How much of that is like, oh, we had 300 pages, but, uh, yeah. ooh, you know. How much more could they information could they possibly have, though? You know? I know, I know. <laughs> like, if it's it was wild. a government document, I'd be like, okay, what if it's just, like, this research group? It's like, what could you possibly have? <laughs> I know, I know. It's wild. That is wild. Very similar to the Barney and Betty Hill case, except, like, ten <laughs> times more terrifying. Like, they got hunted down in a field by shadow creatures. <laughs> In yeah. the most terrifying ship I have ever seen. Like, it's ominous. Look at that thing. Ugh. <laughs> it's like the one ring coming to hunt you down. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying. Uh, this is the... Definitely the UFO or uh, extraterrestrial being that I least want to see. This thing would actually <laughs> just freak me out. Yeah, the penguins. I'd, I'd take the penguins over this. I think just a good old alien grey would be fine, you know? I think I could stomach that. Yeah. But I don't yeah. want these things to come after me. Ugh. No. There's something about really tall things kind of freak me out. Yeah, especially the way they're, like, drawn is kind of, like, gangly, like, long. Kind of mm. like shadow... Or not shadow man, but a slender man kind of looking things. Giraffes. Yeah. I don't like it. Oh, man. This um, is, like... This is probably one of the spookiest cases we've actually covered in a while. Well, I mean... It makes sense. We're, we're entering spooky season yeah. bit by bit. <laughs> I mean, everything's supposed to be spooky on this podcast, but this is <laughs> proper spooky. What do you think of the case? Like, I think it's a strong case. I think this is the first time in a while where I'm not jokingly saying, I think this happened. And I really, really yeah. believe this happened. What do you think? From the interview, <laughs> like from the interviews, it seems that like she like she at least believes it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. she seems to be like all there. She doesn't really seem so, to have much to gain from it either. Like, I know she published a no, book, but it's not well, even in print she, anymore. And Yeah, but I mean, like, when it was out, she it did sell twice, sell out twice, you know, big money. Yeah, I suppose. But, uh... <laughs> but, yeah, I... There's a lot of ridicule comes with publishing a kind of book like that as well, though. Absolutely. But also, it wasn't her real name, supposedly. <laughs> so True. You know? You know? Yeah. Um, that's the, the cynic in me is like, oh, you know... For money, any, people will do anything. It's like she's either like believes it or she's a real good actor or what have you. But or it happened. Yeah. Um. But genuinely, this one, Kaylee, I'm, I'm sliding to Mulder on this one. Ooh, <laughs> that's the first time in ages. <laughs> it is. I I can't say for a hundred percent, but I'm feeling foxy. But if you had to, if you had to, like you, you have to pick one side or the other. You can't sit on the fence. Which side are you picking? It happened or it didn't it happen? Yeah, it happened. It, it happened? happened. Yeah. All right, nice. Yeah. Cool. Sick. <laughs> she definitely saw something. Yeah. It was maybe aliens. Oh, oh, it just freaks me out, man. Oh, I really don't want that to ever happen to me. Yeah, the ones I don't want. Yeah, it's the ones I don't want, like, giving me grief. Yeah. Are the ones. Like, even if they were friendly, they're still going to probably give me a heart attack. <laughs> just out of fear. But people were just passing out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did they do that? Oh, I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. Ugh. Um... Yeah, so I'm gonna have to try hunt down a copy of this book. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. I'd, I, maybe not for a bedtime reading. No, that would definitely wouldn't help my 
go to sleep. I don't think it matters where you read this. You're going to be thinking about it for a while. <laughs> That's true. It is. And you, you said Slenderman there just a few minutes ago. And it's like, I remember it was the whole unknowingness back in the day when that was just a thing and everyone was chatting about it. That was like similar spookiness for me. Yeah. Except just, this is it, it wasn't even like Slenderman. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't even like, oh, I knew it wasn't real. I knew it was like an internet fabrication. But it was just like, just the image of it in my head was enough yeah. to freak me out. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, we can't even say for sure about this. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're just curious. Well, they can stay curious in outer space, away from us. Or in alternate dimensions, peace. wherever they're coming from. What do you do, though? What do you do if that happens? Do you just keep driving? Although there was kind of the vibe that there were mind controls, maybe. There was, wasn't there? They so, were drawn towards it. Mm, kind of inex- inexplicably. Uh, I don't know, Ashin. You've brought me the weirdest case. I hate it, and I don't want to look at it again. <laughs> But I'm also so See, fascinated that I need to know more. Oh, well, I mean, there's there's a whole hour-long interview with her there that now I, I'll yep. probably post to the Discord. And, I mean, you can just look it up on YouTube. It's it's, You know what, though? What? I was trying to do my searching for this, and it is very difficult to just get search engine results on things. Really? And even on, like, yes. It's the big cover-up, Bushing. It, it is. I. You know what? I was genuinely thinking that. Really? Even, like, you know, you know you end up on, like, the weird side of YouTube. Yeah. And like I was putting stuff into that YouTube search bar and even still I couldn't find the long interview. I oh. had to get it on a linked from another article. Oh. Uh, but it's not like it's it's not like it's unlisted or anything. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's weird. <laughs> so that's it. You get like you get you get an alien story and conspiracy. <laughs> just with all the stuff coming out with, with Dave Grush and stuff recently, I just aliens are just freaking me out a lot lately. So hot right now. So hot right now and I just because it was always like something that I was interested in, and it was always like, "Ooh, is it real? Is it not real?" And now that it's like basically confirmed as real, <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> like, if the same thing ever happens with ghosts, I'm going to be paranoid as hell for the rest of my life. <laughs> but like, what harm have ghosts done in the past? Like, we don't know, Ashin. How do you know that person died of a heart attack? How do you know a ghost didn't just lunge its hand into its person's chest and kill them? Huh? Jeez, oh, that's that's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Or but Immortal ghost. Kombat, as the case might be. <laughs> Paranormal Kombat. Yeah. Uh how do you Yeah. Fighting ghosts, that's a story for another day. Yeah. That's a that's a Ed Warren job right there. That is an Ed Warren job. I don't even have enough knuckles to get like fuck off ghost tatted on him like <laughs> Uh, sorry, I can't. I can't spell in my head. I have to write things down because, like, I was thinking this. Like, I'll just be punch people, and because there's only four letters, it would be like goth. You're just getting a punch of goth, but like, no, that's not how you spell ghost. No. It would be goth. Um, anyway, <laughs> with my illiteracy showing, um, that's all we have time for this week. I'd like to say hello to Julia, who is one of our patrons. Hello, Julia. I hope you don't get abducted by aliens. God, I need to stop letting you do. <laughs> readouts on this <laughs> just traumatizing everyone at the the ad read and the end i i, I hope you enjoy this thanks for enjoying the podcast and welcome aboard if you like the podcast suggest us to your friends and your family we'd appreciate that if you have any personal ghost stories or stories of a paranormal nature that you'd like us to read on the podcast send them into us at paranormal hotline podcast at gmail.com or if you have any stories that you'd like us to cover, send us an email or shoot us a message on any of our socials and we'll get back to you on it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.